Welcome back, SBC listeners. This flight was the day after my dual flight with Larry from the last episode, episode 45, and I would be doing some solo practice on the same things I did with him, short and soft takeoffs and landings. I'd be staying in the pattern for this solo. Hope you enjoy episode 46, The Last Solo. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 4121 Tango, so Chandler Air Service. We have Sulu, and uh, we'd like a south departure, please. All right, it's nice to have you back with me for another solo flight in my training. To bring you back up to speed, kind of like a recap on a TV show, I was closing in on my check ride and needed to finish up stage four of my training, the final stage at my school. By this Tuesday in late July, I had all of my required training and solo flights to do my final stage check, except for this solo flight where I'd be practicing approaches, short and soft field landings and takeoffs, etc. My stage check was scheduled for shortly after this solo flight. And when I mean shortly after, I mean a few hours after. I'd be doing the stage check this very same day. And since I was an hour short on simulated instrument time for my check ride that would be two days later on Thursday, I would also do a quick dual flight with Larry after my stage check to get some of that time in. But before we get into those... Let's get into today's solo flight. I would be flying November 81658, and as stated earlier, I'd be staying in the pattern. Let's pick up the ATIS here in a minute. If you listen carefully, you'll hear that this flight was starting around 8 a.m., and the temperature was about 88 degrees Fahrenheit and climbing quickly, unlike the airplanes that day. After getting my taxi clearance, I would taxi out to 22 right as requested and do the first takeoff, which would be a short field takeoff. Thus, I would again request a momentary delay. I would also do a short field landing at the end of that first circuit. I don't know if it was because I was getting pretty tired doing all this training and cramming in a short amount of time or if I was just less talkative in general because of the heat or something, but I noticed the last few solos I did, I really didn't talk to you all, which is really talking to myself, all much. Here's my ready call and the first circuit, which will include a bit of me talking to you and some other chatter on the radio. You'll notice near the end, after I landed and was given an instruction to taxi back, that I made a little mistake. I read back the instruction to get off the runway, but did not read back the taxi back instruction. So the controller said it again, a not-so-subtle hint that I needed to read that critical information back, which of course I did at that point. Take a listen. Zulu, and uh, we'd like to stay in the pattern for taxi backs. 
Okay, for this next one, I'd be doing a soft field takeoff and landing. It got a little busier on this go around, and I'll give a bit of narrative after the landing during my taxi back. So here you go. Right, clear for takeoff. 
There goes the pits. Well, let's see, both those landings were probably acceptable, but room for improvement. Pit zero, Charlie Keel, out or above 2,500, left turn approved. Left turn, Charlie Keel. And the, uh, on the uh, short field, uh, it turned out pretty good. I touched down in a good spot and uh, got on the brakes and was able to make the, uh, the taxiway I was aiming for, which is uh, Lima. Think and uh, but I got right of center line while I was rolling out. Then on the soft field, it was good touchdown. Uh, it was soft and you know everything was good. Uh, the only problem was I would have liked to have had a little bit uh, more pitch. Uh, it was a little flatter than I wanted to be. I didn't touch the front wheel or anything, but. Uh, I wanted that front wheel a little bit higher when I touched down. For this next time around, I would do another soft field takeoff. You'll hear me talk about the guy flying 8 Sierra Mike, which was company traffic taking a pretty wide pattern. Since I had to follow him, I would have to slow things down for myself too. I'll get my number two clearance to land, in other words, cleared to follow the number one traffic, which was the aforementioned 8 Sierra Mike. I decided to do a short field landing on this one. Not much to hear on the landing itself, so I'll cut out the dead air as usual. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 1658, ready to go on 228. Cherokee 1658, Chandler Tower, follow the Cherokee up, wind runway 22 right, clear for takeoff. Quick for takeoff, 22 right, Cherokee 658. Channel Tower, Cherokee 5660 uniform, holding short, runway 22 right. Cherokee 5660 uniform, Channel Tower, 5 runway heading, runway 22 right, clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff, 5 runway heading, 5660 uniform, thank you. Oh. Making a pretty wide pattern. The guy I have to follow. Uniform left turn approved. Left turn approved, five six six Cherokee eight zero Mike runway two two right clear touch and go. Eight zero Mike. Cherokee six five eight number two follow Cherokee ahead of you on down wind runway two two right clear to land. Two two right clear to land number two Cherokee six five eight. All right, I'm gonna do a short field. Taxi runway 22 right via Alpha November. Taxi to 22 right via Alpha November 658. Uh, Pipeline Mooney 65, Golf Lima, did you want to go down to the end or do you want to intersect with Archer? Section Mike, please. Pipeline Mooney 65, Golf Lima, Channel Tower, Roger, runway 22 right at Mike, clear for takeoff right down on departure approved. Take off right down on right down. All right, this would be another soft field takeoff coming up, which I felt like I needed more practice on than the short field takeoffs. So I was doing a few more of those. 
I would get my clearance while I was on downwind and then proceed to an uneventful, thank goodness, short field landing. I would again get my taxi back clearance. I wasn't going to make the same mistake again, so I was making sure I was reading back the taxi instructions back to 22 right. Cherokee 658 ready to go on 22 right. Cherokee 658, Channel Tower, make right traffic, runway 22 right, clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff, 22 right, Cherokee 658. Cherokee, Sir Mike, traffic department prior arrival, Cherokee runway 22 right, clear touch and go. Cherokee, 658. Okay, so I would taxi back and get ready for one more. One of the conventions, at least at this airport, was to wait until you were lined up at the hold short line before letting the tower know that you were ready. Some people would do that while pulled off to the side, finishing up their run run up, for example, and then someone else would pass by, say someone like me who was doing taxi backs and wouldn't be doing a run up, just a flow check to make sure they were set up for the next takeoff. Then the second aircraft would call up and say they were also ready and the controller would get them mixed up because they were now out of order. So as I said, the convention was to call up after you're lined up at the hold short line. Now, this kind of screw-up that I was talking about didn't happen in this case, thankfully, uh, but the potential for it to happen was there. You'll hear a Columbia call that they are ready while I was taxiing back, but they weren't at the hold short line yet. The controller will ask them to taxi up to the hold short line and then hold short. I called in just a moment later as I pulled in behind them, and you'll notice I used the added phrase in sequence to let the controller know that I was not number one, but lined up behind, behind the number one aircraft that was holding short. This one worked out just fine, as it should, but I wanted to mention why the controller would tell the Columbia to pull forward 
and also why I would use the term in sequence when I called up. Once I was number one holding short, you'll hear more company traffic for a Yankee use the same phrase since they were now lined up behind me. On this one, I decided to do a short field takeoff, so I asked for a momentary delay again. I should have done that on my first ready call, but I hadn't thought about what type of takeoff I was going to do yet. So I asked at the last second, and he was nice enough to approve it. On my takeoff, some traffic was a possible conflict, a bonanza, so the controller asked me to fly runway heading, or in other words, not to turn crosswind until he got everyone situated. He sequenced the bonanza in front of me, made sure I saw the traffic, and then cleared me to make my right traffic pattern following him. There was a bit more traffic hanging out in the pattern and around the airport at this point, and I had a little laugh on the readback of some other company traffic coming in from the west over Firebird Lake, who just said thank you for their pattern entry instructions readback. It was pretty funny. Then you'll hear the controller clear me for a touch and go, which threw me off because up to this point I'd been doing full stop taxi backs, and that's what I was expecting him to assume I was going to keep doing. But I was about to ask for touch and goes from this point on. So when I got cleared for what I hadn't even asked for yet, a touch and go, but I was about to ask, you can hear me stumble over my response. It was like he was completely in my head. It was pretty funny. I had decided to switch to touch and goes because it would give me more approaches and practice without wasting time on taxi backs. These wouldn't be totally realistic short or soft field landings or takeoffs, of course, but would get me practice on setting up the approach and touching down in the right place and at the right configuration and attitude, which is the most difficult part and what I was really wanting to practice. And then I'd be able to just go and go on to the next one. The takeoffs weren't where I really needed the practice anyway. So in other words, I wanted more approach and landings practice and touch and goes were most efficient for that. So as I was getting myself set up for a short field approach and landing, I would lose the traffic I was supposed to be following that bonanza. So instead of potentially turning base or final too early and causing a conflict, I asked. Well, he was on the runway, so I was number one and could approach at my discretion. It was a little embarrassing, but much much better safe than sorry, right? After completing the landing, I would continue in the right traffic and set up for a soft field landing next. Unfortunately, I did not like that landing at all, so of course I would go around the pattern and try again. We'll take it until the, the next landing and the climb out. Columbia 650 right Yankee, 
Ready for takeoff, uh, 22 right in sequence. Trigger 214, you can channel the tower, hold short, runway 22 right, number 2 for departure. Hold short, 48 Yankee. Number 3 0 Alpha, same intentions after the uh, missed approach. Do you want to uh, depart via part to the south or are you going to go back to Phoenix for another approach? Uh, we're going to be departing to the south after this approach, but it's 3 0 Alpha. Uh, 3 0 Alpha, Roger.
522 right when it was Hawk 1200. There's a 5581 Tango circling north when able to squawk 122, uh, question 1200. Cherokee, correction, Cherokee 658, runway 22 right, clear touch and go. Clear touch and go, 22 right, Cherokee 658. The next one I called, quote, not bad, and gave some commentary on it on my on my climb out, where I would also get asked to continue flying straight out by the controller for more sequencing. I would, of course, keep in the pattern and go for another practice landing. This one would be another soft field, which was giving me some problems all of a sudden. Keeping the power in slightly to make it soft was causing me to balloon a little bit, so I needed to get that under control. Interestingly, as I was approaching my base turn, I noted to myself that I would extend my downwind for the landing traffic that was in front of me, and then the controller said he would call my base, so he was extending me too. He was doing that not just for the landing traffic, but because there was someone w wanting to take off, so he was going to get him out before my landing. These changes, of course, made my approach a little more difficult because it was less standardized. But having to make adjustments like this in itself is good practice, in my opinion, so no worries there. I had a couple of chuckles because the guy who was taking off before my landing, I had heard before in the pattern, and he always sounded so bored. So it made me laugh. There was also some confusion on some transitioning aircraft while I was on my approach. I wouldn't get my clearance until very short final because of everything going on, although the controller did warn me of that, and I was on a pretty long final anyway due to my extended downwind. I would change it to a full stop and end this flight to get ready for my stage check a few hours later. Good thing, too, because I finally got the soft field landing I was looking for, and I always like to end on a positive note. It felt good to get a compliment from the controller, too, for, I guess, handling all of the sequencing instructions from the busy airspace that day. Those controllers knew these airplanes well, and as much as many of us were flying, they knew most of the students by voice, I'm sure. They were usually very patient with us and did a great job helping us out. For instance, like getting me to read back the important part of the taxi back instructions, like earlier today, when I forgot. Anyway, here's the last one for this flight. Oh, not bad. Ten left hour, one under five five eight one tango is going okay. right side of runway two two right. A little squirrely on the final. Going back five five eight one tango, Roger. Got it all corrected. Five five eight one 
Tango traffic ahead. Can I touch down right, just a little too right hard? hard. Beam the tower to Cherokee. You can search your right cross window to follow that Cherokee. Land of Fifa F1 Tango looking for the traffic. And, oh, traffic inside following the Cherokee. Cherokee 658, continue runway heading. Runway heading 658. Cherokee HR Mike, runway 22 right, clear, touch and go. 628, Sierra Mike. Cherokee 658, you can start your right cross and you'll be number two following the Bonanza downwind to beam the tower. Making crosswind, looking for traffic, 658. Cherokee head right base. Runway 22 right, clear to land. Land of 5581 Tango, traffic inside. Number two following the Cherokee, runway 22 right, clear to land. Cattler Tower, Cessna 2209 is ready for takeoff. Southbound. Cessna 2209 Chandler Tower, hold short, runway 22 right. Holding short, 009 minor. Chandler traffic, Cherry Sierra, Chandler uh, Tower, Cherry 5188 Sierra, uh, about eight miles south of the airport, like to transition on the way to Falcon. Cherry 5188 Sierra, Chandler Tower, transition to the Chandler's class south airspace approved at or above 2700, Chandler altimeter 2986, report a beamer overhead. At or above uh, 2,700, we'll uh, point to the, uh, and I'll report a beam over the tower. Okay, I'm gonna extend this out a little bit for this traffic. Gonna make a soft field. Turkey 608, continue on the downwind, I'll call your base. Continue downwind, you'll call my base, 658. And the tower, Archer 9865, Wish Golf, all we have to feel is that 
Tango Channel Tower, maintain that or above 2,500 on the approach report, two miles. And uh, 
finally a really nice soft field landing. Taxi to the ramp, monitor ground 124.4 inbound. Thanks for all the help today, network. All right, we'll uh, taxi to the ramp and monitor ground. Uh, thank you, 658. Bonanza 8242 Tango, runway 22 right, clear to land. Bonanza 8242 Tango, runway 22 right, clear to land. Well, that does it. This was a fun flight. Got lots of good practice in, and as mentioned, ended on a good, positive note. I had about three or four hours until my stage check, and we'll cover that in the next episode. Speaking of episodes, I want to start adding in some feature episodes, so it's not all just in-cockpit learning. I'd love to hear from you on what kind of interviews or features you'd like me to do. Please reach out to me and let me know in email at bill at studentpilotcast.com, or go to the website for the show which is www.studentpilotcast.com, and use the contact link there. Finally, you can also reach me on social media. So Twitter is at BillWill, that's B-I-L-L-W-I-L, or on Instagram as InstaBillWill. Some Same spelling of BillWill with Insta in front of it. Pretty simple. Would love to hear from you on suggestions, but also just to let me know what you're doing in aviation and what you're currently learning. Thanks again for listening. I was so close now, I could almost smell it. I would have the stage check done later this day, a flight or two today and tomorrow as well, and some ground training, and my check ride the day after that. I was going to be a pilot. And soon. for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the podcast feeds on the web at studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and for me alone in the situation I was in at the time. Please do not try to blindly apply anything you see or hear in this podcast to your own flying without thinking it through on your own completely. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.